You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. Welcome back to Borderline Idealist. This is AJ. Hi guys, this is Chris. And we're going to start off this episode by... Well, saying some thanks. Yeah, saying some thank yous. Uh, we have two new uh, patrons, and we're very excited about that, very, very thankful about that. Um, River and Dominique. Yay! <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's just so helpful to us, paying for our website, helping us to really also stay motivated doing this and spreading awareness, uh, spreading... our drama about our relationship (laughs) with other people and but it it, is great i like i like talking about our relationship and talking about what we're feeling and it it helps other people obviously it helps other people feel um like they're seen too and something to to relate to yeah something that i've noticed is that with our conversations that we have, sometimes I carry that over to some of my friends' personal conversations that I have with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the things that we discuss is things that they're dealing with or sim- something similar along the same lines. And you're like, go listen to an episode. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this already. Well, and, yeah, and but also, like, um, I tell them, I, I kinda, it kind of reflects back on us about how we're not the only people that deal with things like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sorry. Thank go you. Ahead, go ahead. <laughs> We're not the only people who deal with with issues like ours. There's a lot of other people to deal with them. And oftentimes we just don't talk about it. We feel so isolated. And I think that's the reason why there's a lot of, uh, you know, the, there's the statistics of here in the, the States where marriages don't last as long. And, you know, relationships don't last that long. And I think one of that problem is that we isolate ourselves so much. Especially in Hollywood. I mean, those, those <laughs> things just never last, you know? Excluding Hollywood. <laughs> you know, regular people, we isolate ourselves and we don't want to share some of the struggles that we face and some of these key issues that sort of put strains on our relationships. And talking about it can help us identify yeah. certain things or view things from a different perspective that we may not have thought of, so... Yeah, a, a big part of a relationship is the communication part. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without that, you're, you can sometimes just keep some things to yourself, and that's how it can get worse. But that's why yeah. I like to, you know, communicate how I'm feeling about certain things to you or things that have happened to me, and that, and this, that helps me out a lot. This podcast kind of has helped us through some of those communication barriers that we've had. Oftentimes, we'll talk about things in the podcast that maybe we haven't shared up to that point openly with ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it's been interesting. It's been fun. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, we love hearing messages from you guys, whether it's written. Sometimes we've um, got, I think most of the messages have been written. Have we ever yeah, had a voice get, message? I don't think so. Uh, we usually get emails and that's yeah. really special and really personal. And we're, we're happy to hear mm-hmm. that. What we have to say 
um, resonates with other people and it helps some of you in, in, in certain ways. So it definitely keeps us going. I'm, I'm just happy to hear that there are other, there, there are people of so many different backgrounds that are going through things like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're liberal or conservative or a Christian or atheist. You can still relate to um, mental mental illness and anxiety and depression and how that's affected your life. Yeah. Um, so I think that's great. So, um, so well, definitely a special thank you to River and Dominique for your patron, being a patron and... Um, and helping us and showing us your support through you know this forum um it you know it gives us a boost every once in a while sometimes we we you know we get tired or we're we're feeling a little down with what's going on in our personal lives and hearing from you guys getting emails and um and even this with the patreon thing gives us that extra boost and encouragement that what we're doing is making a difference and it affects other people. Yeah, just just listening. Yeah. Also, you know, when we see the listening count, we're just like, wow, oh, yeah. that's really nice. <laughs> now we're like, dang, we got to keep doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's great. It's great to talk about all this stuff and bring positivity. And we should bring up the, you know, if anybody else is interested in being a pat- uh, patron, uh, just visit our website and, mm-hmm. and there's some information there in the menu. Uh, but we want to move on right now to our, our topic for today and want to talk about uncertainty. Oh. <laughs> because sometimes things are just uncertain, like oh. all the time, you know? Am I going to live tomorrow? Am I going to live until tomorrow? Who knows? I, think there, I mean, we're kind of all aware that life is a big uncertainty, but mm-hmm. there are certain things that we keep at it like i don't know there's a certain amount of uncertainty that we kind of already factor in in our lives mm-hmm. and then when more gets added that's when it becomes super stressful and it can have a big impact on your emotional psychological and even sometimes physical health yeah i mean for me i i kind of like when things are at a, at a constant like i, I kind of know what's going on and then when things start changing then that's when i feel really uncomfortable and i have to kind of is that part of myself your, around is that part of your bpd where you don't like to feel or I... have uncertainties like you know or um people just showing up right uh, maybe that's not a part of the BPD. i think it is i think it might be a part of the um how i react in in relationships maybe mm-hmm. i know i just i don't i'm not really close close to too many people you know i'd rather just spend time with myself but i think that that's more me just being a a introvert yeah Um, i think a little bit of it is from from bpd because i'm i know it's like to get close to somebody and then uh for it to go sour and how that how that makes me feel so Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean of course every (laughs) whenever I think whenever you ask somebody, what's your number one fear? Um, I don't know. I, well, I don't know. I, I guess I don't want to say anybody because, you know, some people may say clowns or something. <laughs> but I just, I always think that my, you know, even if I have all those other fears, my number my number one fear is always just fear of the future because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, 
And and like you were talking about, like certain situations, like now that I, now that I'm going back out there trying to get a, a job again, I've uh, been applications. That's like uncertainty, you know. Um, you don't know if you'll get an interview, or if you do get an interview, you hope you get a call back. Or I hate that about interviews. Like I, um, was told by somebody. Long, long ago that after you put in an application, then you're supposed to send a... Um, follow-up email? No, yeah, after you have an interview, then you send, like, a follow-up. Um, it's okay to call back maybe a week a week after, mm-hmm. or a week, week and a half after to just follow up and say, you know, has someone taken the position already, you know? Uh, so I've, I've done that sometimes, like, when I put in applications, like, especially if it's been more than a week i'll call back and be like you know and, and i'm still looking you know are you still hiring but i've also heard that that's that can uh get on people's Turn nerves people yeah. yeah be like well i don't know they they want this job too much or they i don't know yeah i guess it just depends on the the employer some people might might be like wow this person you know i've even i put in a application before and then gone up to the place and talk to the manager before, like, hey, I put in an application. I'm really interested in getting this job. Here's some of my credentials. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've maybe that could not... turn somebody off, too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's so funny. I think the best way to kind of approach that is to ask some of these recruiters nowadays. Because some of these norms have changed a lot. I mean, I remember growing up and in, in through high school and college. That's one of the things they always told us about is... Send in your application, and then if you can, go up to the place of business and tell them that you're interested and maybe take a resume in case they haven't had a chance to look at it, things like that. But I feel like nowadays, most employers just want to get the email notification or online yeah, application I, I feel like and they just let them take their time. It's weird. It feels like it, it feels like when I was growing up, that was maybe popular. But, but nowadays, was, it's not really that, that much of a thing. Yeah, even, I mean, most jobs nowadays is like, fill out this application, we'll call you, don't call us. Yeah. And in some job postings, they'll actually say that. No communication, no yeah. call-ins. Yeah, some of them is. would be like, yeah, if you call, then we're going to move you to the back of the list. Or if you call, then that'll let me know that you didn't follow directions. Right. And then we're going to, you know, you can get in trouble for doing so. And it's horrible because sometimes <clears throat> you can wait for months, weeks, if not months, before you hear back from initially like after you submit your application it'll take weeks or um, over a month to hear back from them and you know when when you're kind of i guess it depends if if you're if you already have a job that at least you're stable and you can keep going until you find something else that's something different but if you're looking for a job and you really need to start soon that's very agonizing i can imagine um just not knowing whether you've been turned down, like if they're really not even interested um, in you. And, you know, that affects you psychologically because it kind of also kind of makes you question yourself. It's like someone ghosted you or something. Right. <laughs> Did she not like me? Uh, I don't know why you she, you know, he, whatever, <laughs> insert pronoun here. But yeah, that, that kind of uncertainty is something that gets gets under my skin you know yeah. i don't know if i should approach it or not i i guess nowadays it's better just to not approach it and just keep putting in applications keep going to interviews and hopefully somebody will call you back 
<laughs> yeah, that's the last time I was the last time I was job hunting was that was sort of the thing for me was I was just trying to find and apply as many places as I could and then if somebody got you know, gave me a call back as soon as they you know, um as soon as I got it, that's who I was gonna go with. And you know, it depends I guess on where you are in your career and your job opportunities that you're wanting or that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But um one of the biggest, as I mentioned earlier, where I think we all accept certain levels of some certainty, but then there's other times where it kind of be really high and it really causes a lot of stress. And for me lately, it's been, I don't think we've, I think we may have mentioned it briefly on the show before is um, getting a house. So we've sort of been house hunting we were going to get a house last year at the end towards the end of last year but a lot of things didn't line up for us with the seller and then our our realtor and everything so we ended up taking a step back and not moving forward with that recently we've uh, found another house that we both well i think i fell more in love with than you did but well it has a basement i like that but um, yeah, there's a lot of potential for it. So we've been really excited. Everything has been going smoothly. And then right towards the very end of the finish line, some complications came up with some of the paperwork. And so now it's everything's up in the air again as far as with the closing date line, with the closing date. We don't know when that's going to happen now. I'm not sure if we're going to have a problem getting a loan. Um because some of the documents and so it's it's been that's one of the biggest sources of stress for me even though we have a house that where we're living in we're comfortable and we don't have to be out by any date um it's still a lot of stress because it's it's sort of like it's one of those things where you invest so much of your energy and time and emotions into like I've, that's, and you start fantasizing about it yes, too. I've, you know, you're like, oh, the closing day is coming. Yeah, we'll have the keys yeah, by next. Tuesday, I need to look at the paint colors. Know? I need to look at this. I need, I've been planning all of this so much in my head, and then also just all the emotions that have gone into you know owning a house for ourselves and what it can mean for us in the future, what uh, changes we want to make, what sort of things like um, uh, that we want to do using that house as far as like getting a building turning it into airbnb and you know decorating all the stuff it's so much energy and starting a cat sanctuary and adopting a (laughs) hundred cats oh no (laughs) could you imagine a hundred cats just running around the house um (laughs) it's uh, all this energy that i've been pouring into this dream that could be taken away and i think that's what it is it's like well do you when when something like that happens, do you, I don't know, I don't want to say, do you like to think about what will, what will happen? But I mean, do you think about like both things? Well, if I, if this does work out, then I'll be okay. If it doesn't work out, then at least I have a plan B. Like, is that how you think about it? Or sometimes, sometimes I can just shut down and just be like, well, plan A was my only plan. I don't know what else I can do. I can't do anything else. I'm good for nothing. And then I start going down that road sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I do love, I do like to have plan B's and C's. Um, but for this part, I didn't really, I mean, we have a plan B because we can just stay where we are now. Yeah. But I haven't really thought about it that much because i've been so sure that we would be able to get this you know house loan and everything 
Um, so I think it's one of those things where you kind of, I just got too invested in that, in that, in the, in the house and then just everything that is possible with it or our feature there, I think is what it is. So now I'm so distressed about the whole situation and not knowing what's happening. I, I've been trying to reach out to our loan officer and I haven't heard from them in like almost a week now. And Monday, it would be a week. Monday or Tuesday would be a week. So all of that it's, has had an impact on my emotional state. I've been at work, like sometimes I can't concentrate just because I'm so nervous uh, and like keeping my an, an eye on my phone all the time, expecting a call, expecting an email. And then also because of the quick turnaround, we're like at the very last stage. So within a week, we would be able to close if they just got back to us in resolving this issue. So for me, I have I've been trying to request a week off from work so that we can move. I can help with packing and everything. And it would be a lot less of a stress of us to move like it was last time. So I think that also plays a thing is like, I need to take some time off from work. I need to give them a reasonable amount of time in, you know, letting them know which days I'm going to be off. But I can't do that. I can't plan what days I'm going to be off. I can't plan um, the activities that I would like to do with my family when we're having a, a birthday party for my mother in about two weeks, I think. Mm. So we have family that's coming in from out of town. And I would like to plan... I would like to be able to say, yes, I'm going to be off this and this date and just plan things with them. But because everything's so up in the air, I can't really, I don't feel comfortable making plans long term. And even the little things like groceries, I was like, okay, I, I don't want to get a lot of groceries yeah, because, because what if we move in a week? And we don't have a, a refrigerator yet, so we have to buy a new refrigerator for the, yeah, the new we, house. We would need to buy a new fridge for the new we house. We have to keep everything in like a, there's, a cooler. There's so many things that, uh, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm trying not to... I, I feel like you're, you're really into it because Chris does all the, the paperwork and... Well, I think that was the other thing that I'm... That I, why I'm more invested in it. Because... Well, I felt I felt really invested in it last time. Mm-hmm. You know, you would kind of show me some of the paperwork, but I got really... I started to fantasize about the house and then what we would have and then, um, you know, how we could make it and all this good stuff. And then when it didn't happen, you know, I was just like, oh, that sucks. So this time around, you know, when you told me, hey, I found a house, I'm just like, okay, yeah. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I'll believe it when everything is yeah. down there. I'm not gonna get my my hopes up. You know, it's like yeah. it's like I asked for something for Christmas. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure Santa's gonna bring it. You know, <laughs> he might bring a knockoff, or he may not bring nothing at all. But you know, I, I asked. You know, yeah. so because buying a house is, I, I just thought it was. You know, you just buy a house. You buy it, you know, that's, it's, it's not that, that much, but it's just all, it's not that all simple. this stuff and all this stuff that can come at the last minute. And I just, I can't, I don't like to deal with that kind of uncertainty stuff so much. So I'm just trying not to think about it too much and just say, well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, at least we have 
you know, we have a place to stay right now and we can always do it again. Yeah. You know, and just do, I mean, that's sometimes what people have to do. And this is our second time looking for a house. You know, we really thought we were going to get the first one and we're really hoping that we get this one. But if we don't, it's not the end of the world. I mean, it'll be okay. No, it's not the end of the world. But I think, like you mentioned, the other thing was that I've, I've been doing all the paperwork. So, I mean, I, I know I've been going, I've gone through a couple of nights just staying up all night, reading all the contracts, reading all the paperwork, the the inspection reviews, everything, all those little well, details. I've, I've done some some things. I've stayed up um, all night, too. Uh, I, I've read some of the stuff, too, so let's not... You know, I don't want. You, I don't want it to be like you're doing all the stuff. You um, know, no, you did not stay up reading some stuff for the. I was no. looking over your shoulder. <laughs> Whatever. You didn't see me. I was quiet. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. No, Chris, which is fine. Chris really does does all that stuff, which I'm. I really appreciate. You know, I can. I can look for houses and be like, ooh, this looks nice. And Chris would be like, hmm, no, we can't afford that. Yes, we can. Well, look at this. No, look at that. So Chris <laughs> is like the really detail-oriented person. And I'm just like the, ooh, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, is like the first time going to, the first time that we were going to buy the house, that was a very big learning curve for me. I didn't know a lot of the terminology, some of the things to look out for uh in buying a house and so this time around it was a little bit smoother but there's still a lot of things that you have to consider and that you have to be aware of so it's still something that i had to stay up late and do a lot of research on what's normal what are normal practices you know what's the uh, reg what's the regular credit that you would get from the seller things like that and um even with this house there's been a lot of new things that i didn't think about with the previous one as far as structural structurally with with the house and what things to to look out for and consider so uh, it's it's been a lot and i think um the uncertainty of all of how things have sort of dissolved or uh, unwounded at the very last minute and then also just the amount of energy and emotional well i think it's been affecting your your sleep and yeah but you think like maybe your concentration too yeah at work it's hard for me to concentrate with this and some of the other things that have been going on i like sometimes i i get really agitated like my heart's beating fast i my legs shake uncontrollably um i can't concentrate on a given task for a very long period of time um so i've actually had i've i've taken some of your medicine at work yeah um on his keychain we have like these little um little capsule little metal capsule things mm-hmm. that you can put in your keychain i keep some of my my uh, medication anti-anxiety medication it's, on there and... i mean and i always keep some around because of any in case of any emergency if we're out somewhere and he has a panic attack it's the um what's the one that you take Usperon? Usperon, yeah so I've had those those couple of pills in my in my keychain for months, and lately I've been taking a few. Wow, <laughs> I've I've taken like halves, not the whole pill, <laughs> because I'm at work. So I don't know. Oh my god, you um, know it's bad when Chris starts taking medicine to deal with his anxiety. <laughs> I'm like yesterday he um 
Is this okay for me to tell? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yesterday he was um, in bed and kind of depressed and just sleeping all over the house. Like you were sleeping on the, the couch first. And I was like, Chris, what are you doing? And then you moved to the bedroom and you're just like all in the dark. And I'm just like, it's like afternoon. And, you know, I don't like when you do Because I'm like, Chris, I'm the only one that can get depressed. You cannot. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't deal with this. It's it's just always so weird when I when I see you just you know you tell me that you're depressed or that you're going through. I guess it's just yeah just the the uncertainty of 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 everything and and uh, you have a lot of weight on your shoulders, and I, I'm not really sure I'm as good as consoling you as you are at consoling me. I didn't think about that, but I guess I do kind of feel like I have to take more of the weight and. More of the, um, what is that word? Um, yeah, just take more of the responsibilities. Yeah, in you have to take a few more responsibilities. So when things don't go smoothly, I kind of feel like uh, overwhelmed, and I'm like, um, especially with this house, this is our second try, and I would not want to go through this again. Um, because this is such a perfect. I, I love the location and love the house. I There's love... a creek in the back of it. It's just it's it's re- it's perfect. There's a basement. And aside from that, it's An just attic. a lot of work of going through all the paperwork and finding a house. And there are rabbits on and... the property. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a rabbit or two. Um, so it's yeah, it's a lot. And then you know, trying to make sure that we are financially stable. And that we have enough to, you know, um, I don't know, just, I guess, everyday stuff. You know, everyday life stuff. So, yeah, Chris is the responsible parent and I'm the child running around. No, I (laughs) I feel like, no, see, for me, it's like, I feel like I need to be able to. You like to have, you like to, to be in control and you like to know where. Especially where money and stuff is going. So I, I let you have that control. I used to fight you about that. Like, let me do what I want to do. But now I just let you have that control. You and just let me, first of all. I'll, I'll, you still fight me. I'll fight you a little bit, but I, I let you. I'm just like, Chris, what do you want me to do, okay? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll be kind of so condescending. Just, like, it's not about me, Chris. It's all about you. It's not mm-hmm. about me. But, but you're, you are you're the more responsible one, the more frugal one. Um... So I, I let you have those, you know, well, responsibilities. Like, I know, I know it can be a little tough on you, but I, I think that you you tend to enjoy it also because you, it it kind of brings uh, calm and peace to your mind, knowing that there's some kind of, uh, I guess you know where everything's going, or you know how everything is going. I guess yeah. In some in some ways, it does kind of make me feel more at ease knowing that we are set with everything. Knowing that how much money we're taking in, how much money we're spending out, how much money we need to save, and you know, for medicine and emergencies and all that stuff. Knowing, but at the same time, I mean, I would, I think I would enjoy, I wouldn't mind if, say, for example, you say, you know what, let me take over this. I'll handle all the expenses. I'll make sure that we have, you know, this money and this money and this money. And don't even worry about it. Just this is how much you can spend uh, on your own personal, whatever you want. And I'll take care of the rest. Wait, 
hold on, hold up. You want me to stop after a, a, a year, a year in marriage of you being the the. The I'm person, not saying you do that. You want you want no. me to you want me to take over. No. Could you I'm imagine, saying... <laughs> Chris? Could you imagine? I'm like, well, Chris, I'm gonna buy this and this and this. No, you can't buy that. And I'm like, here you go, Chris. Here you go. Here's the keys <laughs> to the kingdom. Here you go. All that stuff back. I'm not doing that. Nope. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. Well, it no, would because... not work out because you you say yes and no to things. I never say yes. I know, but that's be- that's. You never come to me and say, hey, can I get this? Can I purchase this? Can I do this? I come to you and I ask you that, you know, because yes, because that that would be nice. By I, I have no problem taking over or something. You wouldn't like how I do it. Well, you wouldn't like the, how I budget. That's, that's the that's the thing is like to it would make you comfortable to be the to hold the person in the family. You have to make tough decisions. That means saying no, and not just following whatever you want and or whims or. Well, I'm I'm saying we have two different ways of. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. That. You know, you have a different approach to to life and to the way you look at money and and things like that than I do. So you're more concerned with the here and now and what makes you happy immediately versus, you know, wanting to give that up. What makes you happy immediately to say for the future or for something bigger down the line, you know? Don't act like you came up with that yourself. I told you that yesterday. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I told you that. That's my idea. Okay, it's your idea. <laughs> no, I, I, but that's true. Chris is more concerned with the, the future, and I'm more concerned I'm, with... I uh, feel like I have a good balance, because I do like... I, well, yeah, you do have a good balance, but I'm saying you're more concerned with the future, and I'm more concerned... Like, I, I have a savings account. I put up for the future, yeah. but I'm more concerned about, well, what can I do now? You know, I, I, I do want to save money and stuff, but I also want to be happy in the present... You know, because I know that, you know, nothing is promised and I want to just enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. But you at the other hand will be like, well, I want to enjoy my life, but I want to save up to enjoy it. So maybe I'll go on a trip later on. You know, that's that kind of future thinking. Mm-hmm. I'll save up for a trip, but I'm also going to enjoy my life right now. <laughs> You'll say, no, we don't got the money to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just the way you are. Well, yeah, I'm more willing to sacrifice some things in the present to be feel more secure in the future well and for me it's like i feel also more pressure to it because you know you have a medical condition that kind of adds certain uncertainty that adds uncertainty into our lives not only personal but financial so i kind of have to make sure that we're prepared for that for that uncertainty in the future you know, I don't know if you're in a year, you're going to fall into a deep depression that you're not going to be able to, you know, function as well as you're functioning now. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I mentioned that I would like to have us put up more money in the up front in order to have a special savings where it's just living expenses in case it's something like that were to happen. Yeah, see, that's that's funny that you're thinking about that. You're like, well, in case you get depressed, something happens, let's put it. And I'll be like, well, in case, you know, I don't want to think about it now. I want to live in my life and be happy right now. I may be depressed <laughs> later on. No, I'm well, serious. That's something. I yeah. may be depressed or something later on because that happens in my life. I go up and down, up and down. Now that I'm happy, I might as well enjoy this happiness. When the depression comes, I got to fight that. So I might as well enjoy my happiness right now. You know, let's go out to eat. <laughs> let's go play laser tag no, let's enjoy a, life we can you're enjoy like, life and you're like nah no no no. let's save up for your depression we can enjoy <laughs> life without having to spend a, a lot let's save up for your medical we can care. go like, to boom. we can go to national parks we can go 
So we can do a lot of things without having to spend money. And that's where I'm like, that's where I fall under that. We can do a lot of things that doesn't require to spend a lot of money in the immediate future so that we can save for those those future moments. But also, you know, if it doesn't happen, then we can use that money for something else. Like a, a oh. um, barn that we can turn into an Airbnb or something like that. A barn. Yes, a barn. Yeah, like oh, like a little barn house. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think it's just. uh, I do feel. I do feel more at ease knowing, that I'm prepared, and that I mean that goes for a lot a lot of things. You know, when I have to do a presentation. I. I you know I'm sure most people are like this too. You know, feeling more prepared. It helps you feel more at ease unless you're one of those people that you get the adrenaline of doing impromptu presentations. You know, yeah, I love they, impromptu. There are some people that do that, but no, not me. <laughs> I'm very I, good at impromptu. I want to be prepared for everything that I need to know and also be prepared for things that may come up that I am not expecting. Yay. And that's why I'm that's why I'm very I very much push the idea of savings because it's like, okay, we know what things could come, but we don't know of a lot of other things that we have no idea or we're not planning for. And then we need to have a sort of like a plan B for those things that we are not planning for. So you for. weren't one of those people that would like procrastinate for a test and then cram the night before. Because that would be me. You know, the night... Um, the, no, I'm sure <laughs> I've done before, that. Night before I get a five-hour energy and be like, I've learned everything. No, I'm sure I've done that. But I did, I did prepare a lot more. My sisters were really good about memorizing stuff. Mm-hmm. And they... And they've told me now that they would not study or they would just cram the night before and mm-hmm. somehow they would get 90s or all A's and stuff. I could do that in certain class, like in math. Nope. Math or science, me. I could not. <laughs> I had to study hard, do all my homework assignments and and study and read and oh, it was so exhausting. And I was still really poorly in tests. Wow. So I was never a very good test taker and it didn't it didn't um i didn't realize it until college that you could request extensions you that there was some um a learning it's part of a learning disability that uh, some people have about test taking and uh, rece- uh receiving and and retaining information mm-hmm. so i could have requested <laughs> i could have requested more time some people got to take their tests home um yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff that um if you just there was a special test that you could take mm-hmm. that would kind of categorize you in these categories of, um, I guess, some sort of learning disability or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could take it home and look, look up the answers on the internet. I don't know how it would be conduced, <laughs> conducted, but yes. I wish. What? Why did I... I mean, all those years I was looking at the clock like, oh God, I'm not going to make it. Oh my God, you have no idea. The, I would I would hate tests because I would be drenched in sweat. Like I would have so much anxiety. Even even if I studied and I knew all the answers, like I felt like really good about how much I knew. Even then I would still sweat so much that I could barely write sometimes because my hands would be so sweaty that I could barely hold a pencil or I would be writing and then my all of my sheets of paper would be drenched in sweat. So then, um, you know, writing from top to bottom. So when I got to the bottom portions, 
the paper would be so wet that it would be hard for me to write on. Or, wow. Uh, I mean, it was just horrible. That is a struggle. I would have to, like, sometimes I, I would, <laughs> a couple of times I stuffed my pockets with paper towels from the bathrooms so that I can um, put my, my hands in my, my pockets and try to um, get some of the sweat off my hands. Or... Ooh, life hack. <laughs> <laughs> you make a video just, on, on I'm Facebook. Just, I'm just thinking about it. I'm sweating already. <laughs> Uh, I would, I would, I had a lot of anxiety as a kid that I never really realized, and, mm-hmm. um, especially test taking. But anyway, I think we've, um, gone off, way off topic. I no, guess. I'm certain we were still talking about uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so what are some of the ways that you deal with that, uncertain, with that stress of uncertainty? I just don't think about it. <laughs> Look, I'm doing fine. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, sh- I, I try not to think about it too much, you know, because if I start, you've seen me, I mean, that's, yeah. that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from, thinking about stuff yeah. too much or, or trying to trying to find a, I guess, a conclusion or a solution to something that doesn't have a clear... But how do you do that? Do you keep yourself busy with other things or do you, like... This I mean, weekend, there are many ways you can do that. I typically like to keep myself busy, you know, yeah. and that's that's when my cleaning comes out and my anal cleaning stuff um, comes out because I want to do detail cleaning and I want to do this and that. But this week was sort of the complete opposite, where I just wanted to sleep away the day and not think about. And I that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because you you see me do that. If you see me sleeping, I can sleep for days. Like. Really, yeah. I mean, if you see me sleeping, it's because I don't want to think about something because I'm just thinking too much about it and I don't want to do it anymore. It's exhausting. But you could also do the opposite and just do a lot of other stuff. Well, to I keep mean, you busy, you've seen which this you've week, done. Yeah. yeah, this week I've been applying to places and I've been cooking and cleaning. Mm-hmm. I've, I've cooked you home cooked meals every day this week, almost every day. Yes, almost every day, really. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I love you. I love each meal that you cook. I mean, I I, I don't even remember cooking this much. I mean, I cook cook sometimes. I get into these these stints where I just start cooking for uh, a while and then I just stop. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's that's something that makes me really happy because I can watch YouTube, watch a movie, and then cook at the same time. And that's why it takes him two hours to cook or something. Whatever. I love I love. (laughs) Cooking. Yeah, I I typically like to keep myself busy with um, cleaning or organizing or like working on my website, just yard work, gardening, stuff like that. But this week, I don't know, I just felt like I didn't have a lot of energy. And I, I had a list of things when I left work Friday, a list of things that I was going to do because I wanted to keep myself occupied. I didn't want to think about anything. Well, it's been bothering me all week, so, and I mean, I, I mean, hey, it worked. I think sometimes I have... it's okay to rest, yeah, you know, a little bit, give yourself a mental break. That's true too. I I feel like I do need it. Did needed it? Maybe that's why my body just forced me to do that. Yeah, I've... sleep. But I feel bad every time that I like just sleep away during the day. Yeah. I feel so bad in the evening when I'm like, oh, I didn't do this. I I need to do laundry. I need to do this. Or if I walk into the kitchen and the dishes aren't done, I'm like, ugh, we need to do the dishes. I feel so useless. I don't yeah. like that. 
feeling. Yeah, I feel the the same way. Um, but you learned to overcome it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it just kind of stacks up on, on each other. Like, I'm going to sleep to try to avoid my problems. And when I wake up, I remember my problems. But then I'm also bringing more, along more problems you know, that I'm not doing anything, I'm lazy, I'm not taking showers, I'm not shaving, I'm not cutting my hair, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm going to go back to sleep, and it just, you know, just makes it even worse, yeah. you know, so, it's good to try to, so, try to it's think okay of a to take a, some rest, yeah, but, but, that's not the best op- solution for, no, I think, I think you should try to, keep yourself busy with other yeah. things. Keep yourself busy if it's something that's out of your control. Um, yeah, try to find something positive to do. Something that will keep you occupied for a, a good amount of time. Reading a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, cooking, cleaning. That's always great. Make time go by, but anything but sleep. You know, I, it, it'll just make you feel worse, I think. Yeah. Do you talk to somebody about your uncertainties? Mm. Yeah, you. <laughs> well, I guess that's a bad question. For you. <laughs> you don't really talk too much. In your yeah, I guess I guess you. <laughs> no, like for me, I talk to sometimes with like a, a coworker, my coworker, mm-hmm. um, or close friends, and I mention you know that I'm scared about this or kind of nervous about that and. I I guess I'm lucky enough to have those friends that are kind of give me words of encouragement and they're like, well, you know, don't worry about it. Like for, um, for example, um, you know, my, my coworkers like, well, don't worry about it. You know, everything's going to be fine. You know, you're, um, you're just, um, overthinking things and just go home and relax and, have some sex and it'll go make your life your your problems go away. I don't know where you get that from. <laughs> I don't know where you get that from. No, um <laughs> and you know, so they'll they'll give me like words of encouragement. They'll kind of make me think, well, you're probably jumping the gun a little bit. You haven't given it enough time. It's only been three days or, you know, whatever. I mean I I talk to like my sister and uh sometimes my brother and you about that kind of stuff, but and I guess we kind of tell you do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, that's why I like to try to keep things to myself. Even when you, um, you'll come to me and say that you realize something is bothering me. I don't like to tell you because I just feel like I know what you're going to say. Oh, everything will work out. Everything will be better. Blah, blah, blah. You know, well, and I'm just like, well, that's not going to be... But it, 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 it kind of does make you feel a little bit better, I guess, to hear somebody say it. But I'm, at the same time, it's like... Um, I don't feel like, oh, I say this to you all the time. You don't know what I'm going through. You're not going to understand, you know, because I just feel like it's, it's, you're, you're not going to understand how it's affecting me. You're going to see it as something that, that is insignificant and you're not going to see how it's affecting me. So hmm. I, I do enjoy listening to those words of, I guess, affirmation or something, you know, or from friends that kind of reassure you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's sort of like I, I was saying that's I guess in a way that's words of affirmation that we, you know, we would talk to ourselves. That's what we would say to ourselves. Yeah. But it's nice hearing it coming it coming from an external source. Mm-hmm. 
you know, somebody else that may have been been through that or has gone through that, you know, they know that feeling. Yeah. Of not knowing what what the future is. Sometimes I feel bring out. Sometimes I feel like uh like I'm being childish for worrying about certain things. Mm-hmm. And um but uh, my friends have never made me feel that way. They've always been supportive and trying to make me give me a boost of confidence or trying to make me see things from a different perspective. So I'm I'm lucky enough to have that. <clears throat> well, I'm glad you have friends. Yes. They're nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's what we talked about sometimes. It's like you always complain about what the stresses and uh, re- the stresses of having friends or like all the duties of friendships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, there's, you know, yes, it takes work to have a friendship. <laughs> um, but you also get, you reap some rewards from that, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. when you're feeling bad, you can call on your friend or something like that. So I think it's good to have, it, it, it doesn't matter if you have um, one or two friends that are really close. Those are the most important ones, the closest friends um, that we're able to cultivate because... You know, having five hundred Facebook friends doesn't do you doesn't do me any good for for most of our day to day activities or lives. It makes me feel popular. <laughs> popular, I know about popular. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna break into song. We're gonna get sued now. <laughs> That's so wicked. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode about <sighs> uncertainty. Chris's. They just made me think about all the things. I know. Now it's back. He's like, Ooh. <laughs> it's Sunday. Tomorrow's a new. Tomorrow's a new day. If you guys have anything that you're going through or any topics that you like us to talk about, please, oh, yeah. um, you know, you can email. go to the to the website um, to reach us borderlineidealist.com or just simply email us at borderlineidealist at gmail.com. That's a great way to get in contact with us. Um, let us know, you know, anything that you like to hear, anything you like us to, to touch on, any questions that you have for us, and we'll be more than happy to talk about that in a future episode. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, River and Dominique, for your patronage, and we hope to see you, next talk to you Sunday? soon. Is <laughs> next Sunday, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a great week. If you love listening to the show, why not support our cause? We ask for a dollar a month to help grow our website and reach more people. If you feel like what we do is important and makes a difference, we ask that you stop by borderlineidealist.com and click on the Patreon link in the menu. Thank you as always for listening, sharing, and inspiring us to do bigger and better things. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you like the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.